amazing. So last week, I had the privilege of sharing. It's two weeks in a row for me, which is great fun. Um, so I had the privilege of sharing last week. Someone snickered at me. I had the privilege of sharing last week on uh, kind of like the power of God uh, at work in us and through us. Um, as we look forward to Pentecost. Um, and I was just talking about how God wants to, the, like the work of the Holy Spirit in us produces God's works of power through us. And that's something God loves to do. Uh, and I've got a video I just want to share. It was just a, a testimony Jen fa- uh, kind of came across. And I was like, oh, that just so is a great example of what I was talking about last week. So hopefully this is going to work. And Leandro, do you want to play that video for us? Uh, my name is Clint. I am a second year revival group pastor. So we were in Orlando, Florida, went down in the evening to this location, and it was one of those locations where it's all sorts of things. There's strip clubs, nightclubs, everything in between, and it's packed out that night, and we had like 30 students on the street, and we were just going out and doing evangelism. So there's this group of kids, uh, they're probably between the age of, I don't know, 16 and 19, I'm across the road, and God's like, hey, I want you to go to this group, and I want you to preach the gospel to them. And I said, okay, God, I'm willing to do that, but you have to give me some sort of language because I'm not 16 and I don't really know how to relate to these, with these guys. So God gives me this idea in my mind. This is either going to work or this is going to fall flat on his face. But I got to the point where I was like, I'm just going to do it. We're just going to go for it. We're going to see what God does. I find the main guy. And I'm like, hey, man, I, you, you guys are doing insane tricks on a bicycle. Would you mind showing me the most ridiculous trick you can do? So he's like, yeah, I'll show you the most ridiculous trick. So I said to him, okay, but only uh, one thing. If you show me a trick, I have to show you a trick. And he's like, yeah, okay. So he goes on his bicycle and he does this crazy thing that I didn't even know was possible on a bicycle. Uh, and uh, there's like a whole crowd there and people going crazy. And, and he comes back to me and he comes to give me his bicycle. And I'm like, no, no, listen, I'm not going to do a trick on your bicycle. I said, uh, but what I am going to do is I'd love to introduce you to a power that you don't know. Even while I'm saying this in my mind as God's giving it to me, I'm like, Jesus, if you don't come through here, I'm going to look like an idiot. But anyway, it's all good. So I said, well, I want to introduce you to a power that you don't know. So he's like, yeah. And I was like, and his name is Jesus. And he's like, what? And I I was like, Jesus, you know, he's like, you mean like church-like? And I was like, yeah, I mean like church-like. And he's like, okay, so... What you want to do? You want to pray? And I was like, yeah, I think that would be a great idea. Why don't we pray? And then he says to me, well, do you want to hold hands? And I was like, yeah, sure, let's hold hands. That would be a great idea. At this time, he gathers all of his friends who were all riding bicycles to hold hands. And I've got three of my friends with us. And there's a circle of us now, downtown Orlando, Florida, in this busy street. There's like 12, 13 of us. And I just, all of a sudden, this bold faith came on me. And I looked over across, there's a friend of mine with me. So she just goes, Holy Spirit, we welcome you here. And as she does that, I'm holding this guy's hand here in my left hand. And he just begins to shake and he starts to vibrate. And he's like, what the, you know? And one by one on the street in Orlando, Florida, they all start to feel the manifest presence of God. And his power starts to fill them. And I'm, I, I'm not getting filled, but they're all getting filled. And I'm standing there going, I don't know what's going on, but I know this is Jesus. This is crazy. And I remember God speaking to me about a scripture just before I did this, where he said, hey, Clint, this is not going to be your wise or persuasive words. This is going to be by a demonstration of God's power. And after that encounter, because those young guys felt a touch of his presence and his power, we had the opportunity. We led all of them to the Lord right there 
on the street, they gave their life to Jesus. And everyone wants those stories, but not lots of people are willing to take the risk to be like, does God want to use me? Do you know how you find out if God wants to use you? Do something. I don't get to uh, dictate how I want God to speak to people. I just get to be obedient. So my charge would be this, if you're saved and you love Jesus, whether you're a BSSM student or not, you have the good news of the gospel inside of you. I'm actually giving them the good news. It's their choice whether they want it or not. So go and give it away to other people. Amazing. Awesome. Thanks. Landry, if you want to go to the next slide for me, that'd be amazing. Isn't that such a great testimony? You know, he didn't have a clue what he was doing. He didn't have a plan. He was just willing to be obedient and say, yes, God. And God moves. Friends, it's an exciting time to be alive in the kingdom of God. And I'm really excited for this season in particular, this sermon series we're about to embark on. Because it really feels like a significant moment in the life of our church. A significant step forward into what God wants to release us as a church into. Um, So our series we're doing is called Building Faith, Family and Community. And it's about us being intentional in these things. It's building, when we build anything... Uh, It needs to be undertaken on solid foundations. And over the past two years, we've been purposeful in ensuring our foundations as a church are strong and steady. Looking at our vision and our values at worship and at prayer, at healing and wholeness. And the last time, what it means to be holy and whole. But for such an opportunity of this, now is the time to enlarge our house. To build an addition. To spread out our home and spare no expense. For we will soon be bursting at the seams. That's Isaiah 54. So the aim this term, as we gather together, is to go deeper, to go further, to go wider, and stand stronger as we step out in faith, as a family of God, and having an impact in our community. Does that sound okay to people? Yeah? You with us? All right. Let's get started. So today I'm talking about a faith to stand stronger. Can everyone do this for me, just so I... Great. So to start, I just want to discuss, I'm reading from a passage in Hebrews, but I really want to start at the beginning of Hebrews 11. So we're just going to read the first three verses, which are on a slide for you. So this is talking about faith. Faith is the assurance of things things hoped for and the conviction of things not seen. So faith is, is belief in the unseen of God, in his promises, his word. No, faith is not a desire for something to happen, but a certainty that something exists even before it's visible. Does that make sense? It's not a wishy-washy, oh, I hope it's going to happen. Faith is a certainty that this very thing exists, even if I can't see it right now. Verse 2 says, For by it the people of old received their commendation. You see, faith pleases God. Faith is the fruit of the relationship with him. Faith is literally a process of us hearing God and trusting that what we hear will happen. I love that in Romans 4 it says Abraham's faith was counted to him as righteousness. I.e. Abraham's relationship with God, his belief in what God said and did stood him in right standing. In verse 3, by faith we understand that the universe was created by the word of God so that what is seen was not made out of things that are visible. You see, everything we see in the natural Look at the, the pew in front of you as a great example. It exists, but at one point it did not exist, right? There you go, that's a big lesson for today. <laughs> <laughs> it 
It exists, but at one point it did not exist other than a person who could see it by faith. Think of a mighty oak tree that's contained in a tiny acorn. You know, if Michelangelo can spot the statue of David in a lump of marble, if, if René Lalique can see this glass before it's ever been blown, if, if, if uh, Alexander Graham Bell can envisage a way of speaking over a wire with someone else, how much more can the eyes of God's faithful see the glorious promises of God before they have come to be manifest? So faith is this belief in something yet to be seen, but a conviction that if God says it, it's real and it's going to happen. Okay, we all happy with faith? Great. Let's read today's passage. So Hebrews chapter 11, verse 8 to 16. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to a place that he was to receive as an inheritance. And he went out, not knowing where he was going. By faith, he went to live in the land of promise, as in a foreign land, living in tents with Isaac and Jacob, heirs of the same promise. For he was looking forward to the city that has foundations, whose designer and builder is God. By faith, Sarah herself received power to conceive, even when she was past the age, since she considered him faithful who had promised. Therefore, from one man, and him as good as dead, which, gosh, were born many descendants, as many as the stars of heaven, and as many as the innumerable grains of sand by the seashore. These all died in faith, not having received the things promised, but having seen them and greeted them from afar. And having acknowledged that they were strangers and exiles on the earth. For people who speak thus make it clear that they are seeking a homeland. If they had been thinking of that land from which they had gone out, they would have had the opportunity to return, i.e. if they had been thinking of Haran. But as it is, they desire a better country, that is a heavenly one. Therefore God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared for them a city. Alright, it's a big passage, we're going to work through it together. So I want to start by saying faith starts as a seed with a simple yes. Can you say yes with me this morning? Yes. (laughs) Like the guy in the video, just this obedience to say yes to God. See, I love the faith of Abraham, or Abraham as he was known it. It says that God called him out of where he was living in a place called Haran and told him to go. He says, go to the land that I will show you. So Abraham just happily packs up his whole livelihood, his, his wife, his family, and goes on a journey without knowing where he's going, how he's getting there, what it's going to look like when he gets there. He just obeys a simple command to go. Isn't that quite amazing faith? Just go. In fact, when we look at all the heroes of our faith in the Bible, they all have really humble beginnings where they simply say yes to God without needing to question something or plan it themselves. Um, I remember when we were moving here, <laughs> I made a drawing of where we were going to be living so I could work out what furniture I was going to bring over with us to work out if it fit. Like the level of planning that went into it, not just from our end I should say, but so much planning for a remove knowing where I was going, what I was going to be doing. And yet Abraham knowing nothing just said, okay God, take me. I just think it's amazing. A great example is Mary, the mother of Jesus. The angel Gabriel appears to her and tells her that she will bear a child of the most high God. 
which I think is probably one of the most scary things God's ever said to anyone. And she doesn't sit there trying to work out the biology or check in the angel's credentials, but instead says, Behold, I am a servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. What amazing faith, right? Gosh, would we all have faith like that? See, the simple yes is the seed of faith. It's the willingness to believe in the unseen of God before it's yet manifest. I want to tell you a little testimony that came up this week, which I really think was God's timing, so that's why I'm sharing it. But about five years ago, I went to a meeting of the Jersey Evangelical Alliance, which is a group of churches that believe in the good news of the gospel uh, in Jersey. And so I went to a meeting, uh, and this was shortly after I'd first got here, and so I didn't really know any of the other church leaders at this point, and they had a point in the service, and they said, let's gather around church leaders and pray for them. So I went and gathered around the church leader of a church in town um, and we started praying and as we were praying I really felt God say to me um, that he was going to give that church a very specific amount of money as like a one-off gift. Um, and and uh, I won't share what that was today but, it, but it, was, it was significant. It was the thing you'd know if you were given it. I'm going to put it that way. So I questioned in my mind whether I should share this uh, at that time, you know, whether I was just making it up. And, and to be honest, I haven't heard anything of it since. And over the last five years, there's been a few points where I've thought of it and almost cringed. And I was like, oh, did I get that really wrong? Did I just make it up? Um, and, and so we just left it. I never, that, me and that pastor, we have a relationship now, like great person but we never spoke of it again um, and so this week we had a meeting of the JEA uh, leaders and um, after the meeting they said to me oh can I just can I just chat to you quick before you go and so we walked off and he said do you remember a, a word you gave to me about God giving us a gift as a church and I was like oh, yeah I was just thinking about it this weekend and cringing at it but um, but I said yeah yeah I remember and he said this week or no he didn't say this week he said recently someone came up and gave to them this gift which was a, like a significant amount for them as a church this gift uh, and he said as soon as they gave it to me I remembered the word that you'd given me five years ago that we hadn't spoken about since and, and honestly it was such an encouragement for me because I was like oh I do hear God it's okay <laughs> but, but, but there was this in my declaration in me saying yes to God and being just saying okay God I'm going to share this I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to believe in what I hear you saying here and in, in, in his amen in him saying okay I'm going to say amen to that let it be let it be if, if this is God's will let it happen something is seeded of faith which God moves on Faith starts with just a simple yes. Can you say yes with me? Let's just take a minute. Why don't you just close your eyes? We're going to ask some questions. Just take a second. God, is there something you are showing us or calling us to where we've yet to say yes? Maybe we're afraid and we just say no. Maybe we're trying to plan it out before we're willing to commit to whatever he's calling us to. Maybe we're not 100% it is from God, so we're holding back until we know 100% it's from God. God, is there anywhere where you are calling us as a people and we haven't said yes yet? And I want to encourage you, like if something's come to mind in this moment, even in your heart right now, just say yes. Don't try and work it out, just say yes, God.
So faith starts with a yes, but like any seed, faith grows. Faith becomes a relationship through which we receive God's promises. In our passage today, it says, by faith, Abraham received an inheritance. By faith, Sarah received the power to conceive. You see, faith is the means by which we receive God's promises. He doesn't have to do it like that. I mean, look at creation. Who was around at creation? No hands up? No? And yet God created everything. So God doesn't need faith to move. I want to make that really clear. But he loves, he loves to partner with his people when they have faith. He loves to give his promises to people who receive by faith. Hebrews 11.6 says this. It says, without faith, it is impossible to please him, God. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and he rewards those who seek him. You see, the writer here is saying that God is pleased. God's pleased when we draw near to him, expecting him to fulfill his promises. He loves it. See, it's all about relationship. You know, think of the centurion who went to Jesus and said, Jesus, if you just say a word, I know it, if you just say a word, my servant will be healed. In my translation of the Bible, it says that Jesus marveled at his faith. How beautiful is that? Jesus marveled, the king of kings, the all creator God marveled at the faith of the centurion because he just believed. We have the most incredible opportunity to please God by simply believing him. By simply taking him at his word, saying, yes, God. Yes, would we receive your promises? I think about my son, Oak. Imagine if I said to him, I was like, hey, bud, I'm going to take you to the maze today. Why don't you go downstairs, get your shoes on, get by the front door ready to go. And I come downstairs five minutes later after doing my hair, something like that. And he's sitting on the sofa, no socks on, no shoes on, just lounging back. And I said, bud, but we're going to the maze. What, like, why aren't you ready? I thought you were getting ready. And he said, oh, I didn't think you really meant it. I thought we were talking about a metaphorical maze, not a real maze. <laughs> or, um, or, or I, dad, I thought this was for some point in the future, not necessarily now. Imagine how gutted I would feel. Imagine how I'd feel that my son took my word at such little value. But let me flip that. Imagine how the father feels when we are standing by that door, shoes on, lunch pack, coat on our back saying, let's get going. Let's do it. In faith, we have the opportunity to please God. I don't need Oak to drive the car for me to get to the maze, to pay his entry. I don't need any of that. I just need him to say, yeah, dad, I'm ready. In faith, we receive the promises of God and it pleases him to do it. How much more might we receive from God if we would just ask more and believe? Scripture tells us that we do not have because we do not ask. That if we want to receive from the Lord, that we must ask in faith. That if we ask with faith, we will receive. And I could add a lot of caveats to each of those sentences, but actually the word of God is the word of God, and I'm just going to give it to you plainly. In Matthew 7, I'm going to put this on the slide. Thank you so much, Leandro. Matthew 7, it says this. 
Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives and the one who seeks finds and the one who knocks it will be opened. Or which one of you, if his son asks him for bread, will give him a stone? Anyone? No. Or if he asks for fish, will give him a serpent? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in, in, who is in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? He really loves to fulfill his word. He really loves to fulfill his promises. He wants to do it, but he wants to do it in relationship with his children. Faith pleases God. It pleases the Father to give us the kingdom. So let's take another second. Why don't you close your eyes again for me? This is about you and him, not anyone else in the room. Let's take a second to ask God. God, what dreams have you placed in my heart? What desires have you given me, God? Where have you made me passionate? What do I yearn for? What do I yearn to do? How do I long? You see, the, the Bible teaches that God gives us the desires of our heart. And I really believe that that is, as we draw close to him, the Father literally says, I'm going to give you a desire for this. I'm going to give you a desire for worship. I'm going to give you a desire for the lost. I'm going to give you the desire to teach. I'm going to give you the desire for the community around you. And actually, the more we go to him, the more we ask for this, the more he plants stuff in our hearts. But friends, it's not just a seed anymore. It's for us to go to him and say, okay, Father, Fulfill your promises. Fulfill the desires you put inside of me. Give me the opportunity, just like that man on the screen, to share your word. Give me the opportunity to see this person healed. Give me the opportunity to, to, to disciple this person. Like, as we come before him, as we're hungry, we say, God, come fulfill your promises. He loves to do it. It pleases him when we do this. So faith is that seed to which we say, yes. Faith is something that receives God's promises. But finally, the faith is fulfilled. Our faith is fulfilled. Let's read just verses 13 to 16, which is the next slide, Leandre. Potentially. Yes. So this again is talking about the, uh, Abraham and Sarah. It says, These all died in faith, not having received the things promised, i.e. they didn't see multitude of descendants because they died before that all happened. But having seen them and greeted them from afar and having acknowledged that they were strangers and exiles on the earth. For people who speak thus make it clear that they are seeking a homeland. If they had been thinking of that land from which they had gone out, they would have the opportunity to return. I.e., if they wanted to return to Haran, they could have. But they were seeking a homeland that was different. They desire a better country. That is a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared for them a city. So this passage goes on to tell us that Abraham and Sarah received the first fruits of their promise, i.e., the birth of Isaac. But it's only in the generations to come that God completely fulfilled his word to them. But you see, even that wasn't enough because they'd glimpsed something of the eternal city. 
they'd glimpse something of, of God, his rule and his reign, his kingdom and his righteousness that for them caused them to yearn. You see, there is one singular event in which every promise to Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Moses, Gideon, David, Samuel was finally fulfilled. But not just them, because there is a moment too in which every promise to us is also fulfilled. An event which unites those great heroes of the past with us today. Not just a faith which said yes, or a promise that was received in part, but a complete fulfilment in Christ. 2 Corinthians says this, all of God's promises have been fulfilled in Christ with a resounding yes. And through Christ, our amen ascends to God for his glory. Everything finds its fulfillment in Christ. And we have seen so many things of God. We know how good he can be and we often pray for things and we're not sure if they're going to happen. And I want to tell you today that every single promise is fulfilled in Christ. Every single promise of God is fulfilled in Christ. Whether it is in his death or in his resurrection, each one fulfilled in Christ. As Christ himself stood in the Jordan, he said yes to the mission of the Father, right? In, in faithful obedience, he became the firstborn of the kingdom of God, ushering in the reality of God's rule and reign. It, even as he, he goes to the cross, he, he brings everything to fulfillment, every promise. In him, the heroes of old, Abraham, Sarah, are finally proved righteous, but also in him, we ourselves are invited into a relationship to hear and receive the promises of God. So faith starts by saying yes, and it grows by receiving God's promises, but it's finally fulfilled each and every time in Christ with a resounding yes. Can you say yes of me? Yes. Can we say a resounding yes? Yes. <laughs> There's always one. Um, so what does all this mean for us today? If I could share with you what I feel the Father saying to us this morning. I feel the Father saying that I want to reveal my kingdom through this church and through a people of faith. Will you be a people that search out the glories of my kingdom? The transforming, society-shaking, life-changing reality of the rule and reign of God. A people who will see it, but also believe it. And receive it by faith. A people that says your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as in heaven. Will you be that people? Will you be that people? Friends, it's an invitation. With a resounding yes. Do we need another? Will you be that people? Yes. Yes. (laughs) Becca, do you want to come up and, and bring the band down? There's this verse in Matthew 16. And he says, uh, you are no longer Simon. Jesus is talking to his disciples. He says, you're no longer Simon. I'll call you Peter. And he says, upon this rock, I will build my church. And I will give you the keys to the kingdom. And as that mantle is passed down in generations throughout the church, the kingdom of God, the keys of the kingdom of God are given to his church. Once again, God longs 
and desires to partner with his people to see his will come about. Why don't we stand together? I just want to finish today. I really, I really felt God gave me like a, a charge for us as a church. But these, I, do, I really... Like these, these are just words unless they mean something to our hearts, right? Unless the Holy Spirit carries them to our hearts. And actually there's the stuff that God really wants to do in us and through us as a church for which he's asking for us are yes. So I just want you to hear these words, but more than that, if something of this just hits on something of your heart, I need you to take it to God and say, hey God, that's me. Yes. I believe God is purposing us, this church, to advance his kingdom like never before. I believe that as the days get darker, his church will shine brighter. I believe that where sin abounds, grace will abound even more. And I believe where evil thrives, the signs and wonders of the gospel will be even more evident. See, God is promising his words that he will do wonders in the heavens and signs on the earth below. And I believe that this is a pivot point for us as a church to take everything that he has done in us and allow it to pour out of us. This is a time for his kingdom to abound even more, not just in here, but in our community. It's a time for prayer warriors to arise and take authority. Ask God, is this me? It's a time for prophets to reveal the truth of God's kingdom. It's a time for pastors to reach out to the broken and bring God's healing. It's a time for transformational community projects to be birthed in and through this church. It's a time for teachers to speak up and revive truth in our culture. For apostles to take hold of God's blueprints and build. It's a time for evangelists to release a gospel of power of signs and of wonders and friends I just I believe with all my heart that God is commissioning us his people to step out in faith I said this so many times this year because it burdens me so much God is commissioning us to receive his promises and see his kingdom fulfilled and he just is asking will you say yes will you say yes why don't we just start praying together father we do say yes god we see we believe in faith you are wanting to do something greater in our midst god we see that you have purposed something and created something already and god we are a people of faith that are willing to see that even before it exists and say yes use us god god would we be a landing platform for the kingdom of heaven would we be a receptacle by which the promises of heaven would be poured out not just for us but for our community God I pray for each and every person in here that you would speak right to the very heart of us the very design and DNA you've given us God the gifts you have put in us the purposes you've made us for and you would say my child it is time this is your mandate this is your mission I pray even now Holy Spirit you will come and commission us and anoint us just as the king was commissioned for a role yesterday will we be anointed for the roles you've called us to today God would they burn in us would your gospel be something that burns in us wanting to get out of us Father would you do it again do it afresh in our midst and we say yes to everything that's held in this series and beyond in Jesus name Amen